Welcome, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the first ever episode of Take It From Us. Uh, a little bit about ourselves here, if you don't know us. Um, I'm Jake. We got Colin and Brooke here as well. Uh, we're three college guys from Omaha, Nebraska. Go to the University of UNO. Um, we were running two different podcasts here. Um, the first one, the one you're listening to today, um, we're going to talk about different sports topics, um, get into things that are coming up in sports, things that have just passed, um, things you might want to hear. And then we have another podcast coming up as well, um, just talking about really anything in life, any questions, anything people want to hear about. Um, so just a little bit about ourselves um, in terms of sports um, with no professional teams here in Omaha. Um, I am a Red Sox and a Patriots fan, um, pretty diehard there. Uh, big Nebraska football fan, um, Nebraska basketball, Creighton basketball. You can call me a Jasker. Um, just like to see the state of Nebraska do well and stuff. So, um, Lots to be excited here for football and stuff. Uh, so I'll turn it over to the other guys here. Let them introduce themselves and give you a little background on themselves when it comes to sports. All right, I'll go next since Brooke didn't want to go next. <laughs> uh, yeah, my name's Colin. Um, like Jake said, since there's no uh, professional teams out here in Omaha, I'm kind of all across the board here. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I'll probably get some hate for that, but, you know, it's another day. Uh, big Minnesota Twins fan. Even though they suck, but you know what happens. Uh, big Nebraska football fan, Creighton basketball, Nebraska basketball, whatever. Yeah, like Jake said, I'm a Jasker. I'm proud of it, but yeah, uh, I'll leave it over to Brooke. What's up, guys? This is Brooke here. Like Jake and Colin from Omaha, big Nebraska football fan. And unlike these two bums, I'm a Nebraska basketball fan. Jaskers are might be the worst things in the world, but... I guess I'll still be friends with them. Um, I'm a Cubs fan, Chiefs fan, so pretty much Midwestern teams. So, yeah, that wraps it up for me. All right, so kind of rolling off that, um, talk a lot about college basketball um, in this podcast, a lot about college football, NFL football. Um, dig a little bit into the NBA. Um, I can't say any of us really have a favorite team. Um, more so like to follow players. Got a couple LeBron fans. Um, we'll talk a lot about LeBron, Jordan debate. Um, talk about guys like Russ Brook or Russell Westbrook, excuse me. Um, different guys like that and get our perspectives in on that. Um, but in terms of this week's episode, some things we're going to go over. Um, Colin is adamant on talking about the Tiger Phil matchup we have coming up this week. Big, uh, big day, big day. Colin, uh, probably the uh, best golfer of the group here too as well. So he'll be digging into that. Um, we'll be highlighting uh, the different NFL games on Thursday um, for those of you guys out there that are uh, hitting the sports books in Vegas this weekend. We'll give you a we'll give you a lock of the week and some other picks we like. Um, digging into the NFL games Thursday, the uh, college football rivalry games uh, Friday and Saturday, um, and yeah, just kind of. Kind of rolling off that, talking about the outlook of the rest of uh, college football. Um, the rankings came out tonight for the new college football playoff. We'll talk about that. Um, who we think we should see um, in the final four. Um, and, yeah, just kind of going off that. Um, we'll roll with it. And 
Hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Thanks again for listening. Um, we'll get started here. And anything you want to hear for next week, any questions you have, any topics you want to see covered, um, send it in to us. Um, we'll, we'll do our best to bring it up next week um, and answer any questions you have and address any topics. All right, and then first off, uh, if you're a girl and you're still listening, God bless you. Um, but yeah, so guys, let's talk about the NFL games uh, this week. Who do you guys like? Um, starting off with Thursday, um, got a couple games going on. You got Bears-Lions, you got Redskins-Cowboys, and you got Falcons-Saints. And God, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I love the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> God, it, it hurts me to say it. I can't believe two weeks ago um, you had Jason Garrett coaching for his job, and this week you have Jason Garrett coaching for – um, playoff football yeah yeah I mean right now they're what a game back behind the Redskins yeah and everyone knows with Alex Smith's injury last week you're gonna see Colt McCoy out there on Sunday um, so yeah I mean because of that I, I love I love the Cowboys their defense is looking good they're figuring out that all you gotta do is get the ball to Zeke and let him do his thing so I mean that's that's the game I love this week I don't know what you guys are feeling yeah and even though the Saints are a 13-point favorite, I still like the Saints to win by, honestly, more than three or four touchdowns. I feel like it's going to be like Eagles last week. I think Drew Brees, he's my MVP right now, uh, if I were to say. And I just think they're just they're just solid everywhere you look. Wide receiver, running back, offensive line, quarterback, obviously. It's just they're tough to beat right now. So, And the 11.30 a.m. game, the earliest of those three uh... – I think you got to roll with the Bears. You know, they're just too hot right now. Detroit doesn't have much going for them. Stafford's running for his life. And that defense is on another level right now. So if you got to be on the side of that game, you got to go with the Bears. Can we please talk about Khalil Mack? Just, like, is he's just a different kind of breed. Like, I just don't That's, understand. How do, you, how do you knock over a 300-plus lineman? Professional lineman, John Gruden. With one hand, John Gruden <laughs> has to be kicking himself right now. Watching I mean, this. You, you just watch this guy. I mean, it, it, he draws all these double teams, and it would be one thing to just occupy these double teams, yeah. freed up for other guys. But he's fighting through double teams and still strip sack and getting the quarterback. I mean, it, he's he's a different beast. And if you watch him, like sometimes he doesn't even go for the sack; he'll just go for the ball right away. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of guys, I mean. A lot of defensive linemen, you look across the league, they're just they're just going to go for the tackle right away. But Khalil Mack just tries to grab the ball. Like, that's just how he really He really thinks are. the game. Like, yeah. most of those guys, I mean, you know, they, they're they just trying to take down the quarterback. But to have the, the presence of mind to to go for the ball every time like that, like... Just a step ahead. He really <clears> is. Honestly. Just ridiculous. And moving on to the Redskins-Cowboys game. Bigger picture for the Cowboys. I know Colin is going to love to hear this, but... As a Cowboys fan, after all the ups and downs you've been through this year, I think you got to be feeling pretty good about locking up the NFC East. Mm-hmm. The Redskins, with Smith going down and how crappy the Eagles look right now, like I know they're a game back, but it that's got to be their division to lose right now, mm-hmm. with especially how they're riding the highs right now. Yeah. I don't know if any you know <clears throat> piggybacking on that. Uh, as much as I like the Cowboys win the NFC East. <laughs> I heard Colin Cowherd say earlier this week he thinks that Dallas is going to be the weakest NFL playoff team in the playoffs, and I totally agree. Like, it's just hard to say just because Dallas goes, like Jake said, 
going from fighting for the season, Jason Garrett could lose his job, and all of a sudden now they get lucky with Alex Smith getting hurt, lost, lost him for the year. Eagles have injuries too, and it's just, I don't know. I, I cannot see them beating whoever the five seed would be if they got the four. I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. But, so yeah, I'm not a big bias guy. I don't have a big bias. I like to be a realist, so. It's uh, it's definitely interesting seeing seeing the turnaround that they're starting to make here, um, the presence that Amari Cooper has, um, I mean, bringing him on, I know there was a lot of uh, a lot of doubt in that for, for a couple reasons, mostly just the down year Amari's had, but um, you can kind of see that paying off, and and to me this Cowboys team is starting to kind of feel like Jacksonville last year. Um, very under the radar um it, it, when playoffs roll around you, you kind of forget they're they're even there but i mean they have they they kind of have the formula going now where they could they could pull off a, i mean a first week w and and they could definitely make some noise i mean never would i have ever imagined jacksonville putting up what was it did they put up 45 on yeah. pittsburgh last year yeah and i mean that's just it what what, what did jacksonville do well last year they played defense and they got the ball to Fournette, and, and they hammered him. I mean, it's just you, you never know. That's that's one thing with the NFL. Even this past week, it felt so felt so unpredictable, kind of. I mean, the only thing that's uh, – the only thing right now that I, I feel comfortable in kind of transitioning into our third game here is that the Saints look dominant against anyone you put up against them. I, I mean, besides that week one loss to Tampa Bay, which – I mean, you know, week one in the NFL, <laughs> it hardly means anything. Teams change so much throughout the year. And just watching them, I mean, you look for a weak spot on that Saints team, and it's tough to find one. I mean, they are they are for real this year. And once again, if they keep winning and say the road to uh, the Super Bowl goes through New Orleans, it's a tough environment to go into and pull off a win at. Yeah, I think this one, or this this game this week, is no contest. After the Falcons lose a heartbreaker like that, on a short week, I think the Saints hammer them. Mm-hmm. Falcons are down, I think, two or three starters out for the year, and, you know, it's just not a lot of hope for Atlanta right now. Man, speaking of Atlanta, I was looking at the fantasy, like, rankings or whatever. I can't, Matt Ryan is the second-ranked quarterback right now. Mm-hmm. That's like... That's really surprising to he, me, honestly. He does not get a lot of love for what he does for yeah. that team. I remember I heard someone say, Matt Ryan is trash. I was like, he's trash? Yeah. It's like, how do you say he's trash? <laughs> like, I just don't understand. That's that's one thing I don't like hearing people say about professional sports. If any time you're getting paid for what you do, you're not trash yeah. at it. Like, <laughs> you may not have a good game or something like that, but you're definitely not trash. Yeah, just a reminder that Matt Ryan had a twenty-eight to three lead in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Coming off, no, no, not not even not even trying to put in a plug here for for the greatest Super Bowl comeback of all time. Bless the Patriots, but I mean, Matt Ryan was up twenty-eight to three in an MVP caliber season, and it took a couple. <laughs> I mean, just crazy crazy things to happen for him not to win a Super Bowl. Julio makes that catch in the sidelines. It feels like Atlanta has that game locked up. Crazy things happen, the Edelman catch, and the Patriots pull it off. And it just seems like after that, going in that next year, it felt like, you know, why why wouldn't Atlanta be back again? Why 
they, they didn't lose much. They, you know, they have the weapons on offense with, I know Freeman went down this year. I mean, Tevin Coleman's not much of a switch there. I mean, that's kind of surprising to me is how much Atlanta has struggled this year. I mean, they still, a lot of the time they still have that firepower on offense, but that, that defense is just horrendous at times. And, which is, yeah, which yeah. is why I'm going to piggyback on the, the Cowboys thing of how I don't think they're going to do any do any damage this year. I just, like, that Atlanta defense is so bad. They're so bad. And, the, and Dallas had, I think they had three points, six points going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> like, uh, that's that's not going to win you very no, many games. No, no. At all. And just, I mean, before we, uh, before we move on here past NFL, one thing to keep in mind this week is monitor – uh, Trubisky's status as Thursday gets closer did not practice today um, doesn't look like it's anything too serious yeah, they, with his shoulder they said he was he can play but like you said like a shoulder for a quarterback I mean that's that's never mm-hmm. a good thing mm-hmm. so he's having yeah. a big year though yeah that's, that's unfortunate yeah. to see. so I mean even if he does have a down game and, and that offense is is limited to one dimension that Bears defense is so good that, I mean, they can honestly go out and almost win a game for you. So I wouldn't shy away from the Bears because of Trubisky, but um, that is something to keep in mind. And uh, how about that game last night, though? Oh, oh man, we, we got we to talk about that. So what, my question is, is that the Super Bowl this year? I, I don't know. I mean, I am a Chiefs fan, so I may be a little biased here, but I'm going to be hard on them. And... You know, that defense does not look promising right now. They are a little banged up. But you but, get that, that dog, I mean, Eric Berry, back. I yeah, mean, whenever he <laughs> comes mean, back, yeah. I feel like he's been questionable for yeah. the whole year now. But, Eric, we need you, so <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, guy, please, we need you bad. But, yeah, I mean, it's they're, they're going to be tough because, I mean, anytime you, anytime you got a guy like Mahomes on your team, you're never out of it. But, you know, I don't know if this year is the year they – get over the hump but bright future for sure one thing i'd like to say um about the chiefs is i think it is the best possible thing that they lost to the patriots and the rams honestly because yes. mm-hmm. they're so young and you get like a big boast of confidence and you're just you're like you feel like you're on top and you and because you just beat the rams and the patriots like right now they could be undefeated they could be 11 yeah. yeah but now i think they're like okay we still got to fight we got to we got stuff to prove, and I feel like that could benefit them in the long run, in my opinion. And in terms of Super Bowl matchup, um, I think the Chiefs are the most talented team in the AFC. Um, I think they will get there, but I do want to see how Mahomes looks in the playoffs. Obviously, it's a different beast. Um, I think it's going to help that – I mean, I, I don't see the Chiefs losing another game. The rest of this regular season, that would put um, put them in position – to be um, with the home field advantage going through the That's playoffs, huge. which is yeah, yeah. If I mean, I've I've only been to to one pro game and it was in Kansas City, and yeah. that place yeah. gets rocking. That, that's a <laughs> tough environment to go into. Yeah, I I can't see any team. I mean, as a Patriots fan, I cannot see them going into Kansas City and and beating that team. It's tough. Um, I mean, what makes the Patriots so good? is Belichick's schemes. I mean, Brady doesn't have anything special physically gifted. He's a smart quarterback. He's not going to lose you the game. He's going to make the throws when it counts. And Brady, or, excuse me, Belichick's going to go out there and scheme. When you watch the Patriots play the Chiefs earlier in the year, 
Belichick's great coming out of halftime. He makes adjustments, and I mean, nine times out of ten, the Patriots look like the better team in the second half. Watching the Chiefs-Patriots in the second half, Andy Reid was out coaching Bill Belichick, and the Chiefs were outplaying the Patriots. That's what's kind of concerning to me as a Patriots fan is you have so much talent on this Chiefs team, and Andy Reid can scheme. I mean, there's I know there's question marks with him about clock management and stuff like that, but Andy Reid is a great coach. He has a great quarterback to work with. I mean, it, Alex Alex Smith was good. Once again, a type of guy who's not going to go out there and lose you a game, but he's not going to go out there and win you a game. No. You see Mahomes. I mean, you, you just don't know. You see him, he's throwing it with his left hand this year. Sometimes you just, you know, it feels like he's just chucking it up there and selling Tyreek to go get it. And honestly, feels like there's nothing wrong with that half the time because Tyreek's going to go get it or they're they're going to make a play. So Talk, talk about different yeah. animals. That guy is fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The Steelers are starting to figure it out. Still don't think that they um, that they have, I don't know, the, the poise to make a Super Bowl run. They always find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. And when it comes to the Rams, um, I mean, I think it's going to be a slugfest between them and New Orleans yep. and- uh, like the first game. And, I mean, either way, um, I mean, I'd probably lean. I think I'd lead towards the Rams in a rematch there. Um so, I mean, I'd be happy with that. Even though I'm a Patriots fan, I would love see, to see a Chiefs, Ram, or Chiefs Saints. On the on the flip side of the, the Monday night game, I, I have to disagree with Jake here a little bit. I think it is a bit concerning that the Rams, like, I mean, you know you have two high-powered offenses coming in, but they have a lot of money invested on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, that's kind of why they brought in those guys to, like, to shut down those high-powered offenses and the fact that they gave up how many points to the saints and 51 to the chiefs that you know like you know eventually like with that offense your luck is gonna run out and you know they're kind of playing with fire right now so until they can get that defensive side of the ball figured out i think it's uh, in my eyes i think it's got to be the saints that comes out of the the nfc i agree but know. that is going to be a fun NFC Championship game if you oh. see that again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So we'll move on here so we can cover some different topics. Um, before we go, guys, your locks of the week for Thursday. I'm going Cowboys. If it falls to seven, take it at seven. Um, I mean, I, I, I like the Saints. I like the Bears. But I'd say my lock is the Cowboys. I'd say, I'd say mine. Even if Trubisky does not play, I still like the Bears with that defense. I, I don't think the Lions have what it takes to beat them, so I got to go Bears. Is, is that three and a half right now? I, I, I What I'm looking at is three I right now. I said okay. three, yeah. but I'm going to have to go with Brooke here. I, I think the Bears, I think they went easy here, and like you said, even without um, Trubisky, it's just that defense is just – they. I think they're top top two, top three defense right now, and they're just ridiculous. It's just hard, hard to beat them. <laughs> um. But also, I'd like to say another thing. I think I think the Saints are also a lock too. It's a lot of points, but the Drew Brees, yeah. he's just he's. I think he's the older he gets, he gets younger. He just gets better and better. It's yeah. he's got kind of like LeBron. He just gets better <laughs> and better. It's ridiculous. I I I think the Falcons are gonna start folding here at the end of the yeah. year. Uh-huh. I mean, there's just they're yeah. just beaten down. Mm-hmm. That beat him out of the playoffs. That loss is yeah. So so I think they're done. All right, should we should we dive into something that's pretty monumental here that's honestly going to get overlooked because of all the football this weekend? 
the uh, Tiger Phil matchup. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that matchup is where I sit on my couch and I have a beer. Like that is just a matchup you want to see. It's like when you have Tiger when you have Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson going at it one on one. It's kind of like you bring back Michael Jordan and you have Michael Jordan versus LeBron James one on one. It's like that is must see TV. I know it's on pay per view, but. You better you better believe I'm gonna buy the pay per view. You you but, really don't even have to be a golf fan no, to want to exactly. watch that. Like, yeah. There's so much. There's also so much money on the line. Like Phil Mickelson, um, he just bet a uh, hundred thousand dollars that he was gonna get a birdie on his first hole, and Tiger doubled it. He said, "I'll bet you two hundred thousand dollars that I get a birdie." You know? It's just like, <laughs> how do you? Uh, oh That's fun gosh. stuff. Yeah. I mean, to see two of golf's. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe the greatest ever, yeah. possibly. Oh, yeah. Betting that kind of money, I mean, that's just, mm-hmm. it's good fun, and I think, like, that's just great for golf, honestly. Yes. Yes. Remind me again, where are they playing? I'd have to double check. I'm not sure where, they, where they're playing, but um, piggybacking on that, it's like, why, I don't understand why that doesn't happen more often with just simple things like that. Like, I want to see, I want to see, like, LeBron and Kevin Durant go one on one. Why can't they put out put yeah. that on a pay per view or something like that? I don't know. It's just it's just good for sports mm-hmm. in general. It it is good for sports. It's kind of kind of rolling off that. It's why, I mean, you you want to see more stuff like this. Like even when you're talking about LeBron and KD. Look at the dunk contest the last couple of years. People don't want to do it because you know the fear of getting hurt and stuff. Um, you, you'd like to see more stuff like that. You'd like to see some of these. Big sluggers participate in the home run derby and stuff. This is the kind of stuff you yep. <laughs> you want and stuff. And even, I mean, I can't say I'm a huge golf fan. Um, you know, I'll watch a couple tournaments a year and everything. But, I mean, you just, you recognize when you're in the presence of greatness, you have a chance to watch something like this. Like, this is something you're not going to forget about. Yeah, and Brooks just answered my question. It's actually in Las Vegas. And what I find another interesting fact about this is they're going to be mic'd up the whole event is actually really oh, could be really fun could be really greasy i don't know they could be talking a lot of snack <laughs> who knows i don't know but it's just like i said it's just good for sports like they just need to do if this they game. talk a lot of smack that'll make it just oh, yeah. i exactly. mean please buy this pay-per-view event especially <laughs> if they're talking smack yeah, exactly i mean that's nice that's on pay-per-view so they can be pretty uh pretty blunt with each other because you ever watch games I mean, football games on Fox, CBS, whatever it is, and they go to play that's mic'd up. And pretty much all you're going to get to like, hear them say is, like, they're going to scream. Yeah. There's grunting noises and all this stuff. Because you can't, you can't listen to what they're really saying. Like, any, anybody that's played any sport in their life knows that. Like, what's going on in the huddle and stuff? You, you can't put that stuff on television. So you're going to hear. There's kids watching. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to hear screaming. You're going to hear yelling and stuff. I remember, I know Brooke definitely remembers this when oh, they, they, they went live to um, Joe Buck. Yeah, don't go live to David Ross, Ross, right? When he hit the home run in Game 7 of the World Series and the the closed captioning was <laughs> old man grunting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just, I mean, it's it's going to be a treat to have them mic'd up and on pay-per-view. Like like the guy said, it's, it's absolutely worth getting it and, and watching that. And you have no reason to not get it because it's only $20. Twenty dollars to buy this event. You have to watch it, and I know you guys. A lot of you guys don't like golf, but seriously, you need to watch this. And I know you guys don't care about it as much as I do, but yeah, there's nine million dollars on the line. So I mean, I think that's gonna be a fun one. To watch. If not, come watch it at Collins' house. He's <laughs> more than willing to have you guys yep. over. So yep. free food, free drinks, whatever yeah. you want. Five dollar, <laughs> five dollar cover. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is that is gonna be something special. So. uh 
we'll go ahead and dive into the next thing I want to talk about here. Um, any Iowa fans listening, we're just going to go ahead and you might want to tune out or, or anything like that because it is week. officially Iowa hate week, boys. <laughs> and I will tell you this, it is absolutely insulting. It blows my mind that Nebraska is a 10-point dog against really? Iowa. A 10-point dog. I don't care what Iowa did against <laughs> Illinois last week. Who Illinois is a better team than a lot of people realize. That's not a terrible team. I don't care what they did. Yeah, it's a no. rivalry game. Scott has the boys playing hard. Our seniors, I mean, our seniors played out of their minds last week in the snow and stuff. I mean, I just, I can't see this game being a double-digit loss for Nebraska. I can't see the seniors going out like that. No, and, no. I mean, I certainly hope they wouldn't go out like that. I think this is going to be a classic Midwestern muck it up, mm-hmm. you know, brave through the elements, kind of maybe even like the Michigan State game last week, 9-6. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be a hard-fought game, and there's no way in hell that <laughs> Iowa puts up enough points to beat them by – 10 yeah, in no, my no opinion way. i know but we're all biased so yeah. you know maybe there's something we're missing yeah. here i uh i will say my uh my one positive plug for iowa um shout out to them for going out and getting noah fant from omaha south yep. that, that kid is an absolute athlete i mean you're gonna see, you're gonna see him play on sundays there's no doubt about it and nebraska lost a good one there it's great to have scott back recruiting in-state talent so stuff like that doesn't happen again but I mean, that is a kid that can play some that, football. That one stings the most out of, you know, the in-state recruits that we missed out on. Quick to interrupt on that, Noah Fant actually dunked on me senior year. So, <laughs> uh, I hate you if you're listening, but no, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Good athlete. But, yeah, piggybacking on that, I think i like to see that more, more in-state guys coming mm-hmm. to Nebraska, which Frost is going to do great about. He's bringing back that walk-on program, which is huge because, I mean, he was – he was a Western Nebraska kid. Mm-hmm. Look at him now. He, well, what a lot of people don't know is we let him get away at first. He went yeah, to Stanford yeah, and then yeah. transferred back. Yep. Yeah. But you know, I mean, we need to keep especially the talent we have in Nebraska. Like very at underrated. Home. Yeah. It's uh it's great to see the emotion after last week's win. I don't know if you guys saw. I know it's front picks for the World Herald this week. Scott's got the ball pumping in the air, and you can see he's emotional and stuff. And it's great to have someone back that understands the culture is bringing that culture back. I know most of us here, I was born in 98. These guys, what, 97? 96. 96, 97. We got to, <laughs> we missed out on the glory years and yeah. stuff. And I can tell you, as bad as, you know, the middle-aged generation now that grew up with it, as bad as they want it back, we want it just as bad to experience the first yeah, time. Because stuff. We, yeah, because we haven't had no. it. So. You, know, no. yeah. you know, it's one thing to, like, look back on YouTube videos to see how good they were, yeah. you know, when it's all blurry. Because mm-hmm. it obviously wasn't good technology back then. But it's just the, the thought of just seeing it live in person where we could actually see Nebraska being the Nebraska football they used to be, mm-hmm. which is really exciting which I think in the next three or four years are going to be back on top. Yeah, You know, piggybacking on that is what really takes me off is when Nick Saban has to call out the fan base for not, you know, being fair-weather fans, mm-hmm. if you will. Like, you guys are like don't know how good you have it because, mm-hmm. I mean, what, they're, what Alabama has done over the last five, ten years is honestly like, People are going to look back on this and be like, wow, like, I wonder what that was like. And mm-hmm. uh, you guys better get your shit, da- shit together down there because yeah. mm-hmm. who I knows mean, how long that's going to last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even I forgot 
Pruitt was, but the Kentucky player talked about in his conference this week, or his press conference, how embarrassing it was to to not have fan support there. And they're a top 25 ranked team. They made some noise this year in the SEC. I think they squeaked, they were number nine at one time, squeaked they were, in the yeah, top 10. 10. And it's like, you know, obviously Kentucky, it's basketball a basketball school yeah. and stuff. I understand that. But I mean, if you got something like that to be excited about, take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Like he said, an 0 5 Nebraska team sold out. Like we sold out a game this year. We're everyone. I mean, there was never a point in the season where I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I give up. I'm done yeah. watching this. I didn't care. We could have been 0-11 heading into our last game of the year, and I still would have watched them just to look. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to and stuff, and it, it's – I mean, if you have the chance to get down to a game, if you've never been, I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter what their record is. Go to a game. I mean, what was it? I think – what was our record when we, me and you, Brooke, we were at the Michigan State that we one year? Were, we were like three and seven or something. Yeah. And Michigan State comes in in the they top were, ten, yeah. undefeated, top 10, yeah. and and we handed them a shocker of a loss. We yeah, strung together, Riley. yeah, Brandon Riley. Riley, hell of a catch, hell of a comeback, <laughs> yeah. and that place was rocking. And that's a three and seven. Like we were three and seventeen. Yeah. Can you imagine if Scott gets this thing in the right direction? Not to mention, yeah. I'd, I'd say personally, I think the, the schedule's looking pretty favorable for Nebraska next year. Mm-hmm. Um, the big games, for the most part, they have to come to Lincoln. And as you know, it's a, it's a different beast to play here in Lincoln, especially with uh, Adrian's going to have a, a full year under his belt. Yeah. And I think for, like, if anybody who's listening to this is not from Nebraska or, like, the Midwest, we don't have, a, like, a pro sports team from here. So I guess it means a little more to us. Because that's the only thing we have around mm-hmm. here. Because, I mean, I don't know. It just, I don't have words for it. It just means a little more. Which is why it's so special. Is because, like Jake said about the Kentucky player saying, look at Nebraska, like, we sold out when we were 0-5, whatever. Even with the Bill Callahan era, we mm-hmm. still kept the sellout streak going. Mike Riley, obviously, Mike Riley era. I mean, we, we are loyal. We are diehard fans here in Nebraska, and we just... It's just something special. Like we get emotional about it. We get we get pissed if they lose. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> we get excited when they win, obviously. But it's just if you do, if you have not hopped on the band, bandwagon yet, you need to hop on now yeah. because, yeah. like it's I said, a, three or four years. Yeah. It's, it's it's looking good I'm for Nebraska. I'm yeah. about it right now. I mean, yeah. as as a university as a whole too, and I mean us being here in Omaha, I mean we don't get to see that stuff live every day, but. It looks like Miles has a pretty good grip on the program this year. They're looking good to start the year. Every year, Coach Cook puts together a hell of a volleyball team. I mean, what, we won the national championship last year. It seems like we're winning national championships every other year in volleyball and stuff. So, I mean. Big big shout out to the volleyball girls. They they do their thing. Oh, yeah. what was I, I think I watched, a, I watched a highlight a couple weeks ago. Kenzie Maloney flying into the crowd and stuff. Like, I don't know. I get pumped over that. I'm not a volleyball fan, but this is Nebraska and stuff. This gets me excited. Which, which just goes to show about just Nebraska people in general. Like, look at – I'm going to switch switch gears here. I'm going to go right to Creighton basketball. Like, we've been top 10 in attendance for mm-hmm. 20, I think 20 years. Nebraska basketball has been up there too. Right so. up there too. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you, you cannot argue that Nebraska – people are not diehard sports fans about their sports and i think volleyball gets a pretty i mean they deservingly so get a good crowd out to most of their games and it's like if that like tells you anything about midwestern people is that like you know like they they yeah we love our sports and like we'll show out you know Mm -hmm. but yeah so lots to be excited for here in nebraska and stuff and kind of just 
I mean, I don't know. I, I, you can you can feel it in the air here. You know, we're 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 not gonna be bowl eligible this year. So this this Friday feels like our bowl game. Everyone's gonna be watching. Everyone's gonna be showing out. It's gonna be fun to watch. And I mean, plenty of other college football games this week too. Um, a lot on the line in that Michigan Ohio State game. Um, always fun to watch them play. Playoff implications. Um, I think it's gonna be interesting. Um, just to watch. Alabama closed their year against Auburn. Um, it shouldn't be a close game. I think Vegas has it as like a 24-point spread right now. I mean, which is nuts. Think about that. It is Auburn-Alabama, and the spread is 24. And Auburn is not yeah. a bad football team. No, they're, they're team, so. not and stuff. There goes Davis. <laughs> I was just going to say, man, what, what is that? Probably five, four or five years ago now that we're coming up on that. Yeah. If, you, if, if you're too young, if you don't remember, if anything – Go to YouTube. Go look up the, the kick six Auburn Alabama. Oh. I mean, I, I I remember the play like it was yesterday. One of the greatest greatest radio calls of all time too. Best. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's man. what this is the best weekend in my opinion in college football. I, I love the bowls. I love all that, but rivalry week, rival that stuff's rivalry week. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. Say it three times. Um, <laughs> it's it's there's nothing like it. It's so much fun. Get to eat some food. Yeah. Whatnot, you know. Got them leftovers. All and that stuff. Going back to the. Maybe the biggest one this week, the college football implications, the Michigan and uh, Ohio State game. I really hope that Michigan exposes Ohio oh, State yes. for the fraud they are. Mm-hmm. You I know, think they will too. And yeah. even if Ohio State wins, I mean, I don't know if there's any way after you get beat by twenty nine that you can be put into the college football playoff. Like, yeah. no. I, I think they're out. Right now, so big for Harbaugh too. He's never yeah. beaten Urban Meyer, yeah. or Ohio State. So I mean, that's that's big. It's in, it's in the shoe. Yeah, which is yeah. the revenge tour is what they're <laughs> yeah. calling it. And I uh, I I see this being the last Big Ten game where Urban Meyer coaches. Um, I, I agree. I mean, I just I I don't see him coming back next year. All that controversy surrounding him. Um, he's bringing up the different health problems now. And the, that's kind of what he did at Florida, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Was, it's, it's like, you know, you, you don't Squeaked want... Squeak out yeah, the back door when yeah, shit hit the fan. I know. So. Which like, is a shame because I'd love to see him come to Lincoln and we just demolish him. I know. Him. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. It, it, that would be nice. But it's, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Urban is around for, for next year or not. Um, all right, guys. So... Kind of the last thing we're going to talk about on today's segment. Um, the new college football playoff rankings came out tonight. Um, nothing really surprising there. Your top four again. Um, obviously, Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan. And your first two out, you got Georgia and Oklahoma. Um, notably at nine, you have UCF. Um, Brooke, do you want to talk about them a little bit? You know, I think it's good that they cracked the top ten this week after beating Cincinnati pretty handedly but I I don't know like I I would love to see them in the playoff but you know UCF really hasn't done anything to convince the committee of like they deserve to be and they haven't scheduled any big time games you know like I mean when you're not in a power five conference that's really what you have to do is go out and schedule like an Oklahoma or you know power five teams and you know, to the people who in Orlando or anywhere who thinks they should be in, I don't know. I got to be on the committee side on this one. I don't think they've done anything to deserve to be in. So, and and we understand it's tough because scheduling happens so far in advance. Like 
we know that. We know, you know, by the time you scheduled this year's games, you were probably in your what you, the the one was it a one win season before Scott yeah, came there? No win, something yeah, like was, that. I thought they were winless. Winless, yeah. yeah. So winless, I, I six yeah. wins. So and yeah, twelve. So like I I understand that and stuff. So I mean, you, you can't. We're not saying like you oh you guys should have scheduled someone for the year. We understand it doesn't work like that. But what we're saying is like you have to accept like that's the decision your program made. Your program made the decision to go out, schedule these games. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a bad look the whole last year proclaiming yourself national yeah, champions and bad, stuff. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I don't know. It's like embarrassing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, y- you play in the conference you play in, you had the games, I mean, for a reason. And everyone's talk about, they went out and, and beat a good Auburn team. Um, I don't, I don't believe Carrion Johnson played that game for Auburn. Auburn's coming off a tough stretch of the season where yeah. they were in position they, they to clearly, be a college player. They clearly had wanted nothing no. to do with that game. So no. I mean, I mean, yeah, good it, win for UCF. Not trying to take anything away from mm-hmm. it, but you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if Auburn's heart was in that one. So no, uh, I I agree with you guys on that, but I'm gonna have to disagree with you on it. About I think they should be ranked higher, in my opinion. I mean, and I do think that when they played Auburn last last year I know that they were Auburn wasn't full strength and obviously they did not want to be there but it's just hard because that is such an impressive win just coming in coming down there and just beating Auburn SEC team powerhouse football program and then little UCF who was 0-12 what two three years ago yeah something like that it's just it's awesome to see I think it's great for college football because I think it's I think it's just great in general just to have um, in sports when you have an underdog like Mm -hmm. that who just over over achieves over achieves that much, and I think it's just great for obviously great for UCF, great for the old Orlando fan base stuff like that. But I really think they should be ranked higher. I I don't think Washington State's very good. Uh, LSU, I mean, obviously they're in the SEC. They have two losses. I just I don't know. I I feel like UCF's better than those two teams. I yeah. I feel like they should be number seven. I don't think they're better than Oklahoma. But. And there was a, a thing I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, I know we didn't plan on this, but is there is there one team right now that you guys feel like is a fraud and would just roll over if they got in the playoff? Yeah, mine's Notre Dame. Mine's Notre to Dame, honest. too. I mean, it's it's tough to say, and I, I know there's Notre Dame fans out there that are going to say, you know, that's idiotic. We're, we're undefeated. Look at what we did last week against Syracuse and all that. And, and it, it brings me back to, to Michigan, too. They're going to talk about beating Michigan. Um, as we kind of talked about in the NFL segment, it was week one. You know how identities change over the season? That's a very different Michigan team than it was week one. Very. I mean, it's it, – it's, no, it's completely different. And right now, if Michigan played Notre Dame – if Michigan played Notre Dame tomorrow, I think Michigan wins by double digits. I agree. I agree. I, I think – well, first of all, I think Alabama's on a level of their yeah. own, so yeah, I think Alabama would, you know, kill any of these teams I think we're they'd talking be, about. Yeah, yeah. Double-digit mm-hmm. favorites, but yeah, I guess it over easy. anyone. But yeah, so, I I'm I'm with you guys. I don't think Michigan gets the love they deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, they they do play a weird style of offense. It's not flashy or anything like that, but that defense mm-hmm. is elite. So, are you, is Notre Dame your fraud too? I I would have to say so. You know. Uh, they've they've played some tough games this mm-hmm. year, but you know, like they said, 
Michigan's a different team now. I feel like if they played again, you know. Especially, I mean, that game was, was in Notre Dame. Obviously, first game, you know, fans super pumped up. Like, this is our year, mm-hmm. what, what not, whatever. So be it. But, I mean, you play you play that game on a neutral neutral site, like, is it in the playoff or whatever. Mm-hmm. You play that this week, and I think, yeah, like Jake said, I think they win by double digits. Mm-hmm. I think that Michigan's for real. Like he said, it's the first game of the year. They, I think Jim Harbaugh has those guys getting better and better each week. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame is my and, fraud. And I, I don't – I mean, I don't think they lose to um, a very underachieving USC team this week, yeah, yeah. which unfortunately yeah. – I mean, either unfortunately or fortunately, whatever way you look at it, um, is going to leave Notre Dame in, in the college football playoff. So let's talk about that. Um, so – there's a couple different scenarios heading in this week and then heading in the conference championships that we could see um, shaking up um, the college football playoff. But I don't see, um, I don't see right now anyone, you know, from seven down in the rankings having a shot at making it in the playoffs. I don't think there's no way LSU, Washington State, UCF, yeah. the Pac-12, Ohio, kind of a joke. yeah, I, I, oh, joke. even if Ohio State were to to beat Michigan, win the Big Ten champ, I think it's gonna be tough to see Ohio State in there just because the way they've squeaked by some teams this year and then just got absolutely embarrassed by Purdue. So let's talk about this. So we have Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan right now. That would be that would be Bama, Michigan, Clemson, Notre Dame if it started tomorrow. Um, so Bama wins out, Clemson wins out, Notre Dame wins out, Michigan wins out. Um, the only thing I could see moving around there um, – would be, I mean, if Michigan wins out and Notre Dame wins out, I could see Notre Dame move into the four, Michigan up to the three, um, just if Michigan has a dominant game against Ohio State and a dominant um, win over, it'll be Northwestern, the Big Ten Championship. So, And we've seen it before. They like to reward the conference champions and yeah. stuff like that. And obviously Notre Dame doesn't have a, a conference, so they don't have their conference championship game, which is, I think, which is huge because – you have to reward mm-hmm. Michigan for winning the Big Big Ten and mm-hmm. then winning the Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. It's hard to oh, it's hard to argue that. I think the only other team, like just looking at these rankings, that could like flip around is maybe you do put Oklahoma in as a yeah. shout out to Notre Dame, like yeah. not being in a yeah. conference championship yeah, game because I mean, I I think the team that or the only team in the country that has a shot at beating Alabama, maybe Oklahoma just because of the way they play. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they can score a lot of points. I mean, don't get me wrong, that defense is very bad, but, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to need an offense to put up points on Alabama to have a shot, yeah. and they have that in Oklahoma. I was going to say, that is, Oklahoma's the only team right now that I think could give Alabama any sort of a challenge because yeah. Nick Saban struggles and defending like- mobile quarterbacks. And it, like like you said, it's going to be a shootout. Yeah, but that, it would be tough if Oklahoma won out to leave them out. Yeah. But, you know. And by by challenge, like, what do you mean? Do you think they, you think Oklahoma loses by seven, ten? What do you, What do you think the I mean game would look like? Honestly, if Alabama were to play Oklahoma tomorrow, I I mean I still think Bama wins by. I don't know. I, I could see Bama winning that game by, by two touchdowns probably, but I wouldn't be shocked. I would be shocked if anybody else beat Bama. If Oklahoma beat Bama, I, I can't say I, I wouldn't be shocked just because you saw the way Saban struggles against mobile quarterbacks, and 
I, I don't know. It's <laughs> you yeah. know it's gonna be a shootout. You know Oklahoma's not stopping them, so it's just gonna come down to who has the ball. Yeah, last. who has the ball last? Can someone force a turnover? Is there a big special teams play that can can move the momentum? Because anyone else, I mean, I just don't see anyone else doing that. So that brings me. Let me ask you this, boys. I'll I'll give you this scenario quick here, and you tell me if this were to happen, what's your top four in the playoffs? So Clemson wins out, Notre Dame wins out, Michigan wins out. Oklahoma wins out, and Georgia beats Bama in the SEC championship. So now you have one loss Bama, undefeated Clemson, undefeated Notre Dame, one loss Michigan, one loss Georgia, one loss Oklahoma. What's what's your four right there? Like, I mean, like what's your rankings? What's those matchups look like? Right, well, I'm going to have Clemson at the one. Um, and then, obviously, going in, I, th- I think Michigan. I think they do jump Notre Dame. To number two, I think honestly, I think that happens regardless. I think mm-hmm. if even if Clemson and Bama stay at the one and two, I think Michigan goes up to the three and Notre Dame goes down to the four if they beat USC. But and then I do like I do like Georgia to sneak in ahead of Bama. Okay, I, I think it's tough because or God, it's just tough. I maybe Alabama pushes Notre Dame out. Who yeah. knows? That's that's what or my four. I think. I th- I don't know. I think you got to send a message to Notre Dame. Yeah. I, with what Alabama has done this year, mm-hmm. beating teams by thirty points in every game. You know, like Tua has not played in the fourth. Like what was it? Two passes he's attempted yeah. in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. I mean, it would be very hard, even if Alabama did lose a heartbreaker to Georgia, to leave them out just because of what they've done this year. Yeah, so that'd be like mm-hmm. it's just tough to leave Bama out of the college football players yeah. like they just well, been so dominant the yeah. whole year and then you you punish them for one bad yeah. game yeah. Kind of... well here's my only plug that i'm gonna put in that is the college football playoff preaches we're putting in the four best teams not the four most deserving teams yes. and my only art i don't I, notre dame right now no matter what happens the rest of the year is not a top four team in college football i just i don't think so yeah they're probably one of the the four most deserving i mean they they played some games this year that opponents were not as good as they intended. So I mean I think I think they had the right idea with scheduling there. Once again, it, it's just the problem if you're not going to play in a conference, if you're not going to join a conference, not going to have a conference championship game. I mean you're you're subject for this judgment. So what I'm saying is, if you're putting in the four best teams and Alabama happens to lose to Georgia, I mean. You, you have to put Alabama in still because there's no doubt in my mind Georgia could go beat Alabama tomorrow if they played again the next week I don't I, I would under 100 percent I'd say Alabama, Alabama goes and beats could win Georgia by two or three touchdowns yeah. so I mean it yeah. just it depends on the yeah day. so I mean that's that's my only thing on that is if you're truly doing what you say you're doing of putting in the best four teams if Bama loses they still need to they still need to be in there so that's that's what I think on that. And if you're if you're Notre Dame and you're not in a conference, like that's great. Independent, like they've always been. So I mean it's like you need to go schedule like yeah, you schedule the USC. They were good about mm-hmm. two or three years ago when you make the schedule. You need to go schedule the Ohio States or something. Mm-hmm. You need to go schedule the Ohio States who's good year in, year out. You need to go schedule whoever you just need to schedule the established programs like mm-hmm. yeah you scheduled Syracuse like I, I don't I just don't understand <laughs> yeah, that I think they looked out I was saying yeah that. they yeah. really did because yeah. like Syracuse was not looking too no. hot yeah. probably when they were making this no. exactly no. yeah they, they didn't think that mm-hmm. they were going to be good 
this year. So it's yeah, just, it's, you need to go, if you don't want to be left out of the argument, like if you mm-hmm. lose a game, you need to go schedule mm-hmm. the teams. Yeah. And which is also, I just thought of this, there's not any other teams in here, like Michigan who has one loss, Georgia one loss, Oklahoma, Oklahoma one loss. And if Notre Dame loses one game, I, I think they're out. And you look at Michigan, who's lost one game already, and they're already still in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's just that just goes to show you need to go schedule yeah. and the, the the established programs. The last thing I want to chime in there, kind of not to throw shots at Notre Dame fans here or, or the program or anything, but just remember the last time you were undefeated, um, thought you were hot shit heading into to the end of the season. Um, you drew Alabama in the national championship, and they absolutely embarrassed you, forty two fourteen. I mean, it was 42-14, and the game was not even close, as it wasn't as close to the they, score. Notre Dame showed up about as much as Manti Teo's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that's that, that's pretty accurate. I mean, that was that was one game I remember. It's like, this is really how we're going to end the college football season, just disappointing. And that's what that's my big thing is I want to I wanna be given the three best possible games in the college football playoff. I don't want to see as much as I'd love to see Notre Dame get exposed – I, I don't want to. I want to see good games. So that's uh, that's kind of our thoughts on the college football playoffs. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this week shakes out, conference championship week, and we'll talk about that um, after we kind of see some games shake out here. So, All right, guys, so that pretty much wraps up. Um, uh, believe it to us? Take it from us. Take it from us. We're still getting used to this podcast. We'll try to remember our name going forward, but – Thanks again, guys, for listening. Um, like we said, we want to make this the most enjoyable for you guys. Um, hell, we can ramble about anything. So you tell us what you want to hear, um, questions you have, comments you have, send it in. Um, we'll keep that keep that in mind going forward. And then don't forget, um, we'll be rolling out our, uh, our, our other podcast this week. So, God, like Colin said, if any girls made it through this whole entire episode <laughs> – Shout out to God you. Bless you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, give us give us a shout out if you listen to this whole thing because that's that's impressive. But um, we will have a little bit more of a more of a one tailored to all audiences coming up here where we just talk about life. Um, Thanksgiving, we'll have to be excited oh. for there. So. Eat a lot of food this weekend. <laughs> Eat a lot of food. Yeah, so, Send us pictures. Yes. We love that stuff. Yeah. Yes. So once again, guys, thanks for listening. Um, tune in to the next one, and uh, we'll try to keep exciting stuff coming forward for you.